I kind of have something to talk about. Okay. Um, that you might be interested in. Uh, we have a, another local pizza place. Everywhere we've kind of lived or been around, there's been a local pizza place. Okay. But there's this one that's like five minute walk. It's called The Friendly. And um, they do, oh, they just strictly do very basic slices of pizza and just one type of burger. Oh, I see. I'm loving this already. I'm prices. loving the direction of this conversation already. It looks like, like, I don't like saying dodgy, but it's like, it's not a fancy establishment. It's not like, it looks, you know, pretty basic, bare bones, awesome pizza. We haven't tried the burgers yet, but like, it, it's just so like grounded and the music's always good. Although <laughs> like the other day we were sitting there eating pizza and it was like really hard gangster rat, like dropping hard arms <laughs> and everything like that. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, Everyone in here is white. Like, white is. I was just about to say, does it maybe match the clientele? Maybe it is like a bit of a no. hip hop underground, but apparently not. No. I was really impressed because the first time we went there, they were playing like that synth wave music that I really like, that mm-hmm. really electronic, like retro um, synth wave. But last time we went there, it was like some pretty hard R's going around. And I'm just like, this is like the widest establishment with like. <laughs> Do they sell? Do they the sell tone. by the slice, or is it whole pies? Or I think that yeah, I think you can buy like a whole pie, but as you know, like American pizza, it's much bigger. So you know, like I usually just go one or two slices. They've usually got a deal, like two slices and a beer or a soft drink, and it's pretty decent. Nice. But I think you can order an entire pizza. I just what's your go to in this sort of situation? Like I'm, I'm typically just a pepperoni guy, like. Or, or a cheese. That's sort of where I venture. That's my benchmark. I always just stick with like a slice of cheese because you can't go wrong. And if you can, if you screw up a slice of cheese pizza, then you just shouldn't be making pizza pretty much. I used to be like, I used to always get like a cheese and a pepperoni, but I'm finding myself like either extremely disappointed with a pepperoni pizza or the pepperoni is way too salty. Like yeah. Way too salty. Yeah. And then you're parched and you need another drink. So. Well, that, that, see, that's how they keep keep generating that revenue i guess that salty pepperoni so like another beer sir and and you know next thing you're six beers in eating two slices so exactly right so cheese pizza you can't go wrong i miss good american it's so hard to find like and as you know when you were obviously residing here majority of your adult life and child life uh, (laughs) it's hard to find good american pizza and i miss it so damn much so damn much so i'm very envious of all these spots yeah, I don't think I ever had like American style pizza in Australia. I don't think I ever ever found it. There, there was a chain New York slice. It was called, and it was pretty true okay. to that New York style. But then a few years ago, it bought it got bought out by. I'm I'm pretty sure it was like an Indian conglomerate. So the quality subsided, uh. the ingredients changed, and the taste just became almost just like Australian pizza in a in a New York size. You know that larger mm-hmm. 18 inch. So that mm. sucks. Most of them are closing down now. It was a Brisbane chain and they had one open up in George Street in Sydney and it was uh, doing some things there. But outside of that, it's really hard to find. There's a few places in Melbourne I know, but um, went to one of them for PAX the other other week and uh, Connie's it's called. And I could have sworn it was a lot better because over PAX weekend, it was shit house. It was so Maybe crappy. Maybe it was the turnaround. Maybe they had to 
turn around quicker than usual and they just weren't ready. Yeah, yeah. But um, it happens. It happens. But uh, I guess this sort of segues nicely into uh, some sort of topic of conversation for today and, and living abroad. And uh, maybe we can talk about that experience. But also I wanted to sort of dig deep into maybe the best story you've got during your time living overseas. So it could be you know, a horror story could be funny, could be freaky, whatever it's going to be. So, um, I don't, did you want me to lead, lead off on sort of a situation, uh, that I got yeah. into and, and give a little bit of a backstory? Yeah. I like, I think, um, a lot of people don't actually know much about your history in regards to living abroad. I, I think you've dabbled in it, but yeah, yeah. you never really gone into too much detail. Dip, dip to toe, like, uh, sort of in the early twenties, I think it was, I was just turning 23. I, uh, in typical fashion, just made a, a decision on a whim. And uh, in the space of a month, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move to Canada. Uh, so I, I sort of went through the visa process, got that, got the working holiday visa, uh, saved up some pennies and then just bought a ticket and moved on in, like flew to Canada. Didn't really have anything in mind, like stayed at a hostel for the first week and, and jumped on Craigslist and did some research on where to live and things like that. So I was based out of Toronto wow. primarily, uh, but sort of did some time and, and skipped through the US and, and sort of did a little bit of backpacking or cheap car traveling across the United States and hitting a few regions that way as well. But uh, primarily lived out of Toronto, uh, which which I feel is like a colder Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne's pretty cold, but imagine Melbourne with some snow, similar vibe. And um, I ended up sort of jumping on Craigslist and you know looking for room for rent pretty clueless of the situation and see you find all all people of all walks of life on craigslist and jumped on Mm -hmm. found an apartment room for rent it was like 500 a month which included room all utilities internet cable television so it was like coming from australia you know that that gets you a week's worth of rent here without anything else so it's like because ah happy days um this is going to be great i can live like a king uh, clearly, obviously, hourly rates over there aren't that great. So it wasn't really living mm-hmm. like a king, maybe like a, a budding prince, one might say. Uh, but anyway, got this uh, got this room for rent, sort of like, like the cut of the jib. It uh, was close, like it was in the city on the main train line on Queen Street East. So I could get in and out of sort of the city within like five minutes on, on, the, on the tram, uh, mm-hmm. which was great. And it was about sort of 10 minutes on the tram from there to work. So it was super easy. And anyway, I... Um, Went and, went and met uh, met this couple and filled it like you know felt them out had a little interview process went around there it was like a three story sort of house on the on the main drag as I said really nice place but yeah it was Tanya and Andraj were the the two people they were a couple and um, at first obviously like Tanya pretty pretty straight pretty clean cut female nice nice enough but Andraj he had like this crazy neon pink like long ponytail down to his ass, shaved head on the sides, wore nothing wow. but like leather and black. Like he was this German cyber goth, right? And um, le- learned to realize over time that he was a legal alien, like his visa expired six years back. So he was on the lamb, living in Toronto, <laughs> distilling moonshine in the basement. Very, very unique fellow. Um, and, a, and a few weeks in, uh, I realized that Tanya was a host on the Naked News. Which, uh, if anyone remembers, oh my god, remember, remember, I remember that, that. <laughs> on Comedy Central? Yeah, so, I so think, she, yeah, yeah. So she was one of the ladies that hosted the Naked News, where they obviously read the news headlines and progressively strip <laughs> doing so and end up just wow. naked on the telly. So she was on the Naked News. He was an illegal alien from Germany. 
distilling moonshine and whatever else downstairs. Uh, really nice people though, like got along great, no issues. But sort of, I learned sort of early in the piece that they were swingers. So, um, uh, you know, they'd be trying to get me to swingers parties and things like that. I, I sort of said no for quite a while because a uh, little bit of a shy Australian boy in that regard. But um, I, I ended up getting a job at a diner called Reggie's and it was like the only downtown diner that was open sort of 24-7. So of an mm-hmm. evening when all the all the bars and clubs shut down, everyone came to Reggie's and you know got their late night sandwich and fries and whatever else. So met a lot of people that way. It's really great. I was the the night manager, so I used to work from like ten a.m. to six, uh, ten p.m. to six a.m. So it was a weird lifestyle. And so I'd be coming home when the sun was coming up, and um, I distinctly remember this one time. Came home was about you know quarter to seven in the morning. Open the like I could hear as I'm walking up to the front door like trance music blaring i'm like okay what's going on like that there's a party and it's like seven in the morning open the front door trance music boom 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 and as you walk in the front door immediately to the right is the lounge room and um i could i could hear them in there and and tanya was like hey brandon come on in like tell us about you tell us about work open open the lounge room door and lo and behold tanya and andraj butt naked going to town with two black twin brothers so it was, I can't remember their, their names, but I was just calling them the Snipes twins because they look like just big Jack Wesley Snipes dudes. Really nice guys. And they came, they were coming around often and whatever else. But I remember opening that door. I bet they did. Record, yeah. <laughs> record scratch moment. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And they're like, don't worry about it. Come on in, come on in. So I, I came in, sat on the edge of the couch in the lounge room. And like, there's just body parts everywhere. They're still like gently like they've slowed down the thrust so they're still like working at it and tanya's like how's work like what's been going on and i'm like i can't make eye contact i'm sort of staring at the staring at the wall but at the same time there's a big massive projector in there and it's they had porn blaring on the projector trance music going orgy like within reaching distance from me and then we're just having it like the most casual conversation the world has ever seen about like work and what's happening for the weekend and you know, there's just these these big python penises like staring at me angrily as all this stuff's going on. And I remember just having a chat to him and it was I was there for a couple of minutes, but it felt like I was there for like six hours. It was the most awkward, uncomfortable uh, situation I can ever recall as far as like, anything local or abroad. But uh, yeah, Tanya Andraj and the Snipes brothers just uh, breaking... <laughs> breaking lounges and you know the beast with two backs it's the beast with four backs i guess in this situation like it was it was something how long did you stay with them i lived there my whole time i was in toronto so i was there (gasps) for about a year is that the only time this happened oh no no so this this was like the this was the first time this went down and then obviously i got progressively number to the situation like i'd come home from work and similar scenarios would occur or like come home and they'd be running around naked through the house because they're high on drugs or whatever else or like passed out on the stairs naked or mid-coitus like from the drug high just crashing and so i'd be like stepping over them as i'd like go up to my room to go to bed and yeah it was uh it was crazy like i just somehow out of all the people on craigslist stepped into the the underbelly of the the swing nation of toronto so um, i ended up like going to a couple of like swingers parties with them didn't do anything because it was just so daunting but like just walking into Mm. these rooms there was just like 
beds with orgies going on here and there and like you're just waiting at like there's a bar at the end i was just there having a drink try not to make eye contact with everybody because i learned pretty quickly when you make eye contact it's like <laughs> they're you know taking that as a potential invitation to come say g'day yeah. or, or you know come come you know tap in come join in on this fun like it was uh it was a nice ego boost because it was like oh my god you know australian guy like my 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 wife wants to have fun with you or my husband wants to have fun with you or my girlfriend or boyfriend like it was it was it was a thing you know and being like 23 in toronto somehow falling into the seedy underbelly of illegal german aliens distill moonshine and swingers was uh the last thing i expected to uh, discover when i moved to the great white north but there we are. Wow. Talk about great white North. Oh, oh yeah. And black North. Like I'll tell you the Snipes <laughs> brothers, like they were, they were like cut from, from stone. Like they were just big giant dudes. And I'll never forget that image of hopping in there. And these Snipes brothers just breaking Andraj and Tanya and just oh. being like, Hey, how's work? Like as, as a big, uh, you know, muscle bound man and his brother. Just... The fact that you also just got like completely like first of all you stayed there, um, second of all, great location. Completely... Couldn't, couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> you got completely desensitized to it, so it just became like a normal thing that you would just see these two people that you live with just naked all the time. Yeah, like it was just part and parcel. <laughs> like you know, see you guys going to work as they're doing whatever in the lounge room or. Did they taking work? weird drugs. Oh yeah, she said she was naked. News yeah, person, so she was on the naked news. Yeah, so she was just naked, just about twenty four seven. It felt like, and then Andraj was just <laughs> in latex head to toe most of the time when he was, and he was naked, just getting getting amongst it. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a crash course in uh, <laughs> the far far deep dark depths of Toronto. Uh, within the first week I was there, and yeah. I, I dealt with that on and off for about 12 months. Gee whiz. Like, like you just thought, like, I'm young, I'm wild, I'm going to go live in another country. Little did you know you were going to take it maybe 20 million steps in another direction of experiencing something new. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was next level. Like, I, I saw some things and witnessed some things and – yeah it's it was it was bonkers like but it was just weird because it was almost like i was looking through it through like a window like because i was there mm-hmm. but i was never part of it all i was just sort of david attenborough this thing where i'm just watching <laughs> on and seeing these situations play out like i was in a movie but i was like watching the movie at the same time here we have a german illegal <laughs> being completely penetrated by a stallion oh my goodness in come the snipes brothers for voting in presence <laughs> And stature, but sweet as pie. <laughs> Asking Brendan how his day was at Reggie's diner. <laughs> like it was, it was bonkers. Um, but it was crazy. Like they were, they were lovely people, which is a weird thing to say. Them? Was that sorry? Have you ever like? I used to, like. Have you ever like tried to maintain contact with them? Or um, was I've, it kind of like pun, done and passed? I'm friends with um, Tanya on Facebook and the the two snipes brothers one of them dion <laughs> dion actually passed away uh sadly oh, no. pa- apparently like drugs or something got him oh. but i can't remember the other brother's name 
but uh, like we like we bonded like bond and like watch the football on Sundays and things. Like Dion was a massive New Orleans Saints fan, so we had like a Ooh. little bit of an NFC uh, rivalry going on. So we'd we'd watch the football and you know get together and, and have a beer. But at the same time, I knew what was under those clothes and what damage that they could do. Like it was, it was something. It was certainly something. Oh God, I wonder if they were just like trying to work you. Like eventually, like you know. Oh, they asked. They asked a few times, like openly, yeah. like, and it was casual, like, no pressure, you know. But if if you want in or you're that way inclined, you know, just just ask or just say, like, we can guide you through it. Like it was weird. It was like Aww. they're like, we'll hold your hand through it almost, you know, like <laughs> we'll make you feel comfortable. I'm like, I appreciate it, but you know, it's not for me. And and then oh same as when God. they took me to these swingers events and stuff, they were just like, you know what? Here's here's sort of the etiquette. We'll always make sure at least someone you know is around you to make you feel comfortable and if you want to go What's in the there password orgy yeah if you if you want to tag in and uh get some strange we'll we'll, we'll uh, make sure it's done the right way as well so it was it was so weird it was so weird and um Absolutely just changed my perception wild. on everything so quickly yeah like get to know canadians that's the other weird thing like i'm the one that's in like the weird place like the place that you would think like oddities happen but that is just some next level like i have nothing compared to (laughs) cyber goth german immigrant being penetrated yeah and like Um, just little things like the the magnitude of how strong the moonshiner was that he was distilling like yeah why moonshine i don't know because he was it was apparently like it tasted like shit. Like it tastes like you're drinking rocket fuel, like petrol. It was so strong. Tried it. But I remember I had a couple of nips of it and I was pissed off my ass off like three shots of this stuff. Like it was, wow. I don't know what proof it was, like 10 million proof or something it felt like. But <laughs> yeah, he was selling that and doing a few other odd, odds and ends here and there. But it was so weird. Like, yeah, moved to Canada just to experience the Canadian lifestyle, the, the hockey, the snow, poutine and whatever else, you know. And just fell down this seedy, uh, seedy swinger underbelly. Um, but it was great. Like I, I wouldn't change it. And obviously, yeah, nothing, nothing bad ever happened. And it's mm. just, just a crazy story to tell people now. Where it's like, mate, let me, uh, let me tell you a few things here. You know, you, you think you've seen some things. <laughs> Boy, howdy! I guess if you stay with like the wildest of wild people, or you, you know, you get really absorbed into the wildest kind of people anything else probably didn't phase you too much you were like i stay with some crazy people so anything else is a walk in the it, park it was like that like it's it sort of just yeah it didn't really it's not really armor but it, it certainly just took down any hesitation or any sort of fear like obviously there was some dicey areas of toronto you'd stay away from where there's a chance you could get in some big trouble but yeah, it certainly made me more open to to trying things and not holding back and sort of really just learning to dive in. And like I've traveled a lot since then and, and sort of just yeah. that hesitation with things that's naturally there has just made me, yeah, like the hesitation is there less these days, I guess is a good way to put it. Makes sense. Like going to another country and like by yourself, and really like exposing yourself to people like like you've really got to put like a wall down because it can it can get pretty lonely if you just decide to remain to yourself so it was tough like, like i i had a moment of of like doubt and regret about a week in where didn't really know anybody still i was still living in this hostel didn't have a job so didn't have much to occupy my day like i obviously did the touristy stuff 
but there was a time there where I just didn't know anybody. I'm just like, fuck, I've made the worst decision in the entire universe. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. But then I made a couple of friends and found, found this place in Queen Street that I moved into that just Oof. blew my mind. And um, yeah, that, that sort of doubt subsided pretty quickly. Once, once you made a couple of, couple of friends, uh, learned the area a little bit more and made it feel more comfortable, uh, that, that sort of regret phased away as, as quick as, uh, yeah, as quick as it came. Yeah. Like, cause being like over here now and you, you know, you have friends and you can access friends like via, you know, your phone now or text or whatever. And so that's okay. But I kind of took for granted that kind of workplace communication interaction that like, not necessarily friends, but you know, just like kind of having that acquaintance. I haven't really established that right now. And yeah, like, like the friend factor, like on a personal level, isn't existent for me right now. And although I am a hermit, like, I'm just like, I'm only starting to notice it now where I'm like, I don't really interact with anyone right now. And I don't know if that's going to be a bad thing or not. So. It's, it's tough. I, I think too, in that regard, like, at least when you would say we're back home or in a familiar area, you've got the option mm. to at least interact. Like you could call up yeah. a friend or message a friend, be like, hey, let's grab a beer, watch a movie, whatever. But when you are in this foreign land, it's like that option's taken away outside of, you know, jumping on and playing a game together or, I don't know, streaming Netflix oh, at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you don't have that option to say, hey, meet me down the road, let's let's grab a burger and a beer and, and have a chat. Like it's... And I think those little things you forget about when you're abroad like that. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you really do take it for granted because like, it's essentially just setting up your life again. And like, I, like, I know that's like a no dark kind of situation, but there's a lot of things that you already established just through your, you know, your years in your lifetime living in your home country that you just forget about when you have to set up shop again in another place like you know literally hit the hard reset button and I'm even finding myself like kind of second guessing my social cues and my social interactions I'm like I'm an anxiety ridden introvert so it's already difficult but then to have that element of like hi I'm also a foreigner like Mm. it adds another wrinkle to it doesn't it it does. It really, really does. It's like, it has this like element of being trivial, but then also like, I don't like to expose myself too much at all, but then to have that element where some, like, I understand it's a talking point for people, but it's like, I don't really want to get to know like people like expose myself like that. So it's like, it's so hard to like, like interact and be social and make friends and everything. So it's, it's, it's good that you kind of just <laughs> really got to know. Yeah, I got I got thrown into the deep end. Deep, the deep end. end. Deep end. So Yeah, but but Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from and and it's tough. It is very tough. Especially when mm. you are planting a flag and this this is home now. You know, this is my potential mm. forever place. And going in there with with just a dream and whatever's on your back can be can be really scary. Yeah, Dream's not even here. He's still in Australia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe he got deported. I don't know. <laughs> like, and the other thing is, is that like through podcasts and internet, like I have made friendships and there's actually a few people that I'm friends with that along the coast, like, um, you know, there's like people that are, are in San Diego and there's people that are just in LA. And like, yeah, I've also come to realize how big America is. <laughs> like, <Huge. laughs> it is huge. Um. 
So it's like people are nearby, but they're not that nearby for me. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's 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 really really sucky. So yeah, what but, what about yeah. like, what's been your craziest or coolest or most interesting or, or maybe just whatever you want to share? What's what's been like a, a massive highlight for whatever reason it might be so far since uh since doing the big relocate. You know what? The biggest thing that like I kind of have taken through with this relocation that is just like really throwing me off is that although I'm saying like, you know, I'm having like issues with social interactions, I don't know where this stereotype came from where Americans are rude. Mm. Um, maybe I'm just lucky I'm in the right state, but um, everyone is so lovely. Every like interaction, like there is such this cool like social nature where people do try and get involved or people are cheery and chatty and sociable and want to get to know you and then you have the service industry i have to con- like continually tell people how crummy <laughs> the service industry is in australia like oh boy like and so i don't understand like where this interact like the first time i ever traveled to america like this is before moving i sneezed and like just from behind me, I heard, "Oh God bless you, honey," <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, thank you!" Like, and that was like that set the starting point. It's like everyone's lovely. Yeah, like everyone is super nice. Yeah, you have the crazy homeless people, like, and that's apparently just an issue in itself for California. But for the most part, there's just this general like coolness and down to earthness. Maybe it is California. Like, probably it's California, but. It's just nice. So I never knew where that terminology of just rude Americans yeah. came from. You certainly, I went to you're Disneyland. in a good pocket. Like San Diego is great, but I've had some less than, than favorable situations in like in Los Angeles and New York. Like I've met some great people in both areas as well, but mm. I think it's just because that busyness level, it's almost like Touristy. Sydney. It's people are always on their on their way somewhere or they're late to somewhere they don't have time so they're pushing through there's no there's no manners getting thrown around if they're bumping into you on the subway or on the street and but at the other end of the the spectrum like i'm with you like i've traveled through a fair part of the states now and and the vast majority of people i've met have been sweethearts like they'll give Mm -hmm. you the time of day uh they'll answer any questions you've got little things like what you mentioned like the the god bless you thing like Mm-hmm. people will in some of these pockets will give you the shirt off their back if you asked it it felt like in some of these oh, some of these um yeah. you know states and cities yeah like and it's as absolutely true to the fact like <laughs> the god bless you thing was just like you know in its own thing and the one time no i think it was actually two separate occasions where i went to disneyland like a california adventure and that and um the most rudest person i've ever encountered was an Australian family. <laughs> yeah, because that's their was, holiday. They've saved up for oh, this for years. And and that's what it was. That it was like a Jungle Cruise thing. Like, have you ever been on the Jungle Cruise? Have you been to Disneyland? I've been to Disneyland, but haven't done the Jungle Cruise. It's it's pretty fun. I recommend it. But the line was massive. It was a hot day. So what had happened was one family member stood in the line. And then once they got kind of close before you can kind of really skip the line they let their entire family in and i don't mean like one or two people i mean like six or seven and um that's bad line etiquette right there and someone politely said like oh you can't like cut the line with so many people and it was just excuse me did i ask you a 
question. Mm-hmm. This is my holiday. I wasn't going to let my family. And it was just this, oh, and like, it also makes me hate our accent as well. Like, I just like, I was going, do I sound like that? God, I hope I don't sound like <laughs> Sometimes. that. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> so I've got to really start picking up a better accent. But like, it was just horrible. And it just made everyone uncomfortable. It made the person who politely pointed out like uncomfortable and then the other time was these rude australian guys running and throwing stuff in the store and like just yelling expletives like extremely loudly i was like bloody australians yeah it's it's always tough when you're when you're on a vacation or abroad and the the often the the worst offenders are the tourists like oh yeah you, you go through parts of asia like I've, I've done thailand and things like that and most of the time the loud dickheads are the people from from our lands you know like <laughs> uh-huh. it's not the thai people who are very respectful and and sincere and, and doing what they can to to make a, a bart off you but yeah you get the drunk yobbos that are on tour hanging in the aussie bars getting drunk off their mm. ass and then rocking bing tang singlets wherever they go just just causing ruckus <laughs> like it's tough. It's tough. And I, and I guess it is like, I can understand, like you do want to let your hair down on a holiday, but letting your hair down doesn't mean you can be a complete dickhead. So yeah, know. there's like, there's relaxing and letting loose. And then there's just being an asshole, like a disrespectful asshole. Like it's easy to endure yourself and not burden anyone else around you. But hundred percent. But like, it's, the other thing is, is like, there's also this really big misconception that Australians are nice and stuff. So I always like really worry when the Australians are being really, really rude because um, like I'm like slowly interacting with people. And unfortunately, like I said, you have to talk about like, oh, yeah, I'm from Australia. And then they're like, oh, and then they just ask all these like crazy questions. I love the stereotypes, by the way, like we all live by the beach yep yep that that beach is just like a walking distance away from us kangaroos are everywhere unfortunately where i live there was a lot of kangaroos Mm -hmm. so it's always hard to kind of be like that's technically not true but yes there was kangaroos near me um but like it's just it's always funny kind of like debunking all that sort of stuff but i don't know i hate i hate being i guess a tourist right now hate being living here but still being a tourist yeah well that's you're a permanent tourist in, in that regard yeah. but like you'll be you'll be a like you're a citizen and a resident now you've just got a got a slightly different accent so but i get what you're saying i get <laughs> what you're saying funny have you um yeah <laughs> I, I remember when i was trudging through the states and stuff i'd often when they'd hear the accent be like are you from london or are you from new zealand like they were the two i'd get yes. a lot Yes, um, I I get London, I get like England a lot, and I'm like that's pretty offensive to the Brits. But um, I I got New Zealand, and like I feel like yeah, I get clocked for those two. I got Canadian once too, but like I get clocked for those two before Australian. Like, not a lot of people clock Australian first, so which is kind of weird, huh? Says. I, it is a bit weird, and like for the most part, I don't get clocked for my accent. It's because I get asked a question. To which I have to respond to and be like, well, this and that because I'm actually from Australia. Yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, and then then you got to ask, answer the same questions. And yeah, like I said, an, an introverted hermit that lives in a cave is just like, I don't want people to know me. But then you have to, you yeah. just have to. You're a, 
you're a, like a little rare treasure that someone's found and they want to like know everything they want to know your secrets yeah so. which is pretty like it's touching you know and it, and, it, and it is it, a nice warm and fuzzy feeling when you are like i'm with you I'm, I'm not a big fan of the spotlight but like it is nice in those sort of fleeting moments when they are like oh what do you do what do you get up to tell us about it like and that like it's just all on you for that you know that short <laughs> yeah. period of time and it's so sincere from them like there's just this level of intrigue because you are like yeah. you're almost like an alien from another planet they're like Whoa, exactly what are you doing here? tell us like yeah. you're not just <laughs> from across us. the border like you're you're from some fictitious land in the southern hemisphere like it's great yeah yeah i know like and you're right it is it's completely sincere and i'm sure that they think it's like a wonderful way to kind of get to know you and feel like you're a part of it but it's just like you're like tell me about you let's just like talk about very generic shit please that'd be great exactly exactly Uh, and and i remember like when when they're like at first when they're like you know whereabouts you're from in australia and like you don't just sort of go i'm from from sydney or whatever i was like oh i grew up in cooma and they're like where (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's an hour or so south of Canberra. Where? It's about four and a half hours south of Sydney. Oh, yeah. Love Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned that. I learned that so quickly. Just I'm like, I'm from Sydney. Oh, wow. So, you know, you're like by the beach. I said, no, actually, I'm from the suburbs. I'm closer to the mountains. Oh, mountains. Mm. So then they think I'm a hillbilly, which is pretty fair to be honest. I have to teach them about bogans. I'd just be like, just look at me. This is is close to a bogan right here, ladies and gentlemen. I I always say uh, bogan is kind of like, I guess, more of like a redneck, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. They're they're pretty, uh, you know, apples to apples there. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty similar. But... I mean, based, like, even although I'm, like, talking about all these, like, things that are kind of iffy, like, yeah, you're going to go through all these, like, awkwardness, but there's so many amazing experiences, too, and if anyone's listening that's ever thought about, like, traveling abroad or maybe even living abroad, I definitely think it's something to try. Like, it really, it really, really, like, opens your eyes and your mind, and you get exposed to just so many new, wonderful things that I feel like it's just, it's it's life-changing. 100% like it makes you appreciate things more it makes you see Mm -hmm. the world and even like your your local homeland differently uh and and yeah like obviously people have different directives in life where they like to just finish school get married have kids buy a house whatever it is but if the opportunity does present itself to to travel even like if you don't want to travel abroad travel to other parts of the country you live in at least like it's so depressing when you talk to people and they're like, I've never left this town or I've never left this state. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I know you've got different priorities here, but like get on a plane, get on a bus, get on a train, whatever, like just experience something different. Yeah. And like, I, I, I worry about people that, cause like I used to be like that. I used to be like, I haven't left the state, you know, like, and even like like visiting Queensland and seeing how things were different just in, you know, a state away and then experiencing like what was, I guess, the way that I used to view it was like just the TV show that was America, you know, the movie that was America mm-hmm. and then just actually being amongst it. There's, you know, there's the tourist effect, like the tourist experience that you have and then you have the living experience as well, which then it really opens the, <laughs> opens the freaking cache of like things that you're going to learn and experience. And like you said, take for granted the other day um, I was watching a video where some people were in Australia 
and I heard galahs in the background and I'm like, I miss that. I, I yeah. didn't real I hated it when I was in Australia, like, cause they were always around, but then just like those like little nature noises in the background that I always got to hear, I kind of miss it. Mm. The crickets, the birds, you know, like those little things. And, and that's it. Like you got to take time for those little things. I think no matter where you are. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Like, and that that goes with like you know moving experiencing life elsewhere you just you don't know what you have until it's gone or until it's not around so you do appreciate the little things exactly and if you uh somehow stumble into a swingers bar just don't worry just try not to make too much eye contact with people just uh take a seat at the bar ask the barman the etiquette of this swingers bar and just play it out from there you know the world is your oyster and uh, (laughs) boy is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, yeah, it could lead to a whole heap of uh, conversational topics or uh, interesting stories that you can tell the grandkids down the line, that's for sure. I bet you can't wait to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. That's it. Way older. That's it. Like when I'm almost dead so you can... Like, Little Timmy, let me tell it. you this. I've seen some things. <laughs> you haven't experienced life until Have you've you seen, seen German immigrant with pink hair. pythons coming at you? <laughs> I have in my lounge room. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to uh, take the time to thank our beloved Patreon producers for helping uh, sponsor the show and keep the emotional lights on in our hearts as well as the physical lights on here in our remote studios. And I uh, just wanted to thank in alphabetical order, Aaron Lucas, Andrew Natoli, Anthony Florida, Beck White, Chris Nelson, Colin Sparing, Howard Smith, Jared Howard, Josh Enor, Liam Hart, Logan Wilkinson, Nathan Tilly-Laurie, Pete's, Screamus, T-Dag, and Tom Chavez for being in our corner and uh, flying that 8-bit flag. Uh, it is much appreciated. And uh, for those that are listening to this and want to donate to us via Patreon, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. We don't have to throw some money behind us, just throw some support via way of our podcast as well as all the other podcasts on the hashtag 8-bit collective. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on there. Chuck us a follow on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash We Are 8 Bit. And also, if you want to get some merch, we are 8 bitstorenvycom the best video game merch in the entire universe. I've been everywhere. Trust me, I've seen some things. I know this is the best merch in the universe. So uh, you want some good video game or pop culture hotness, we are 8 bitstorenvycom yeah, this has been the 8-Bit Cast. Miss Ali Hart, anything you want to say before we close this episode down for another fortnight? I'm just going to be having like the most funniest visuals now of just like cyber goth Germans. Oh, so. yeah. I think I need to go to Canada. I think I've got to put that on the list. I'll, I'll grab a photo of him from Facebook and I'll send it across to you after this so you can you can see oh, Andrage in all his beauty. Oh, I hope he meets to the like what I've got visualized here in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this has been the 8-Bit Cast. Miss Ellie Hart, you can be found at Miss Ellie Hart. I can be found at Brendan 8-Bit. Find us all as a collective at We Are 8-Bit. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love. <laughs>